the ATB Fantasy Show. All right, well, let's get this party started. I miss you so much. Welcome to the ATB Fantasy Show. I'm Rich Moletto, your host, and as always, joined by our illustrious co-host, Paul Ryan and Daniel Nugget Martino. You can find us on Twitter at ATB underscore Fantasy Show, or each of one of us at uh, at Bodacious Beer, at Paul underscore Ryan 15, and at Nuggy underscore Wuggy. Tell you what, Nugget, you, your nickname is just flying like hotcakes around Twitter these days. I mean, I, I happen to love your idea of uh, getting a wing sponsorship. I think we need to maybe reach out to Tyson's or something. We got to figure something um, out. I'm actually on my Across the, the Rams podcast. I, it's on video, so I'm actually going to go pick up some wings and just do a little taste tester and just uh, just go for it. Just throw something out there. I mean, like, how cool would it be for Nugget to be sponsored by a wing company? Like, that's like goals right there, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, or, or maybe a Nugget company. You should get some of those dinosaur nuggets. I heard they taste better than the regular shape. Oh, my. <laughs> they do taste better. I'm still young enough to remember that. And <laughs> that would be like childhood nugget you know how happy he would have been if he knew i was gonna be that's the goal that is the new goal right there so so paul i I don't remember if you chimed in but you know the the whole discussion was about wings or uh or um it was boneless uh, wings versus bone-in wings Wings, or that's right but bone boneless wings which let's be honest boneless wings are is really just chicken strips Uh uh-huh i mean that's what they that's what they are agreed i would say is that where you fall too, Paul? Yes. I mean, a boneless wing is either just a, a chicken nugget or a, a chicken strip. But, Nugget, I want to ask you, are you a bone-in guy or are you a boneless guy? Are you a nugget or a chicken strip guy? I'm a bone-in guy. And the thing I was like, I've, I have I don't get a lot of boneless wings when I'm going to get wings. I'll get chicken tenders at a restaurant. I mean, that's very rare for me. Um, but... I'm a tr- cuz I can't like put my finger on what the difference is and why I like one more than the other. I just know if that makes sense. I I'm convinced as dark wheat dark meat dark wheat. Dark meat versus white meat. I'm convinced of it. Yeah. Man, dark meat is much more flavorful for sure. Way more flavorful. I love dark meat. I do too. I mean, when I go to KFC, I always get the three piece, and I want the wing and the leg. Uh-huh. I, don't give me no breast. I don't want the chicken breast. Oh, uh, hold on. Thank you. Disrespect the breast now, because even an even a bone in chicken breast is still pretty pretty good, man. I know it can be sometimes dry, but yeah, it, that's it, true. You know, it can be still pretty good. But it can't compare to that's the wing. True. Or the, it can't well, compare I, the, I, to the leg, no doubt. Well, I tell you what, one of the things we love to get at the butcher market up here is uh, boneless thighs. Oh, yes, sir. Oh. Oh, boy. They're great to grill, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, the great thing about thighs is, first of all, it's hard to overcook them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is, but they just soak up marinade, man. They give me some give me some thighs. I eat a lot of Asian cuisine, and, uh, you know, they, they like to use a lot of boneless uh dark dark chicken meat so 
Yeah, man, bone really? thighs are are, uh, are are legit for sure. Well, since we're sitting here talking about chicken and food, we might as well get to talking about what we're drinking. So, Paul, what you drinking? Boys, I wanted to I wanted to come correct today. You know, I'm trying to step my game up, so I decided I was going to open up the uh, old bottle of rum that my wife and I still had. And um, I know uh, Nugget, you talk about this company quite a bit, Kirkland's. We had a, a bottle of uh, Kirkland's uh, mojito mix, so decided to pour up a little mojito for you boys tonight. Nice. nice. What kind of what kind of rum? It's uh, Bacardi. Nice. You know, I'm not gonna lie though. This uh, this mojito mix is a little a little on the sweet side for me. You know, given the mm-hmm. fact that it is bottled, I'm not I'm not hating on it too much, but it's uh, it's hit the spot. I'll tell you. Uh, cut it with some water or some soda. I did. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, good. I did do that. So yeah, for sure. But yeah, it uh, you know, man, I'm not gonna lie, it's uh, it's hitting the spot. I'm feeling pretty good tonight, boys. Good deal. So Nugget, what you drinking? I, my amazing girlfriend is bringing me the can drink. I am in the process of making my uh. I guess it's, you can call it a Kentucky Mule, but it's with the strawberry whiskey that I made a couple of weeks ago. So um, I got nice. about three more, three more servings of it before I make my next, uh, my next con- concoction. And you, Rich, what are you drinking today? So I'm a little messed up. I'm just drinking what was left over at the golf course, uh-huh. which they didn't have much to choose from. So it was Jack and ginger ale. And uh, I will be moving on to that because I started cramping up after golfing. Uh And so I will be drinking strawberry lemonade. (laughs) So I probably deserve a boo too. You know what? You're sticking a little bit and I just finished the bullet in ginger ale. So I applaud you. I, I just, the Jack really did not, I normally get beam or they'll have rebel yell or something, mm-hmm. but I mean, it was fine. You could tell I didn't like it as much because I had some left over to bring home. Exactly. Huh. So, well, gentlemen, let's get into a little bit of our, our hit and misses from the last week. I, I quite frankly thought we did quite well. I want to give a, a special shout out to Paul here because Chandler from, uh, our, our buddy here at ATB pointed out that he nailed it. He absolutely nailed it with play Chunt Hub. Chunt Hub. <laughs> it's not even a name. But I guess we could make it a name. Chunt or Hub. Whoa. Anyway, Chubb and Hunt. Hunter, uh, Chunt. Chunt. Or Chunt. Chubb or Chunt. Chunt. Yeah, that's what it was. Chunt. That's right, Chunt. But uh, well, well played there, Paul. So let's let's hit a couple other ones here for you. Uh, what did you think were your your hits and misses for the week? Uh, you know, Tyler Eifert. You know, he went out there against Jacksonville, and or excuse me, not against Jacksonville for Jacksonville against Tennessee, and he had three for thirty six on a touchdown. And Mr. Trey Quan Smith, in the uh, absence of uh, Mr. Michael Thomas, he had four for eighty five. So those are my hits. Jeez, don't ask me about my misses. I don't want to talk about it, Rich. <laughs> were they were they that bad? I didn't think they were that bad, Paul. When, when you when you 
called them. There was a couple I was like, yeah, it's a little bold, but there was nothing that I thought was like, I, I didn't see a couple of these coming. I mean, one of them being was, all right, I thought four touchdowns for Kirk Cousins was bold, but yeah. I don't, did he even get two touchdowns? Uh, he didn't score a touchdown, I don't think. <laughs> so, I, I mean, in all fairness, man, I, you know, I don't know. You know, and, and let's be honest, is it because Indy's defense decided to play better after laying an egg against Jacksonville? Or is Jacksonville offense just not as bad as we've all been trying to say for the whole summer? You know what? I think it was, uh, you know, I, I, I've kind of had high hopes for the Indianapolis Colts uh, defense. I've, I have them on a couple of teams where the, where we still use the defense, but I think they, you know, kind of woke up and – and that was the uh, reason for the Kirk Cousins demise there. What do you think, Nug? Um, I traded him for in a quarterback, two quarterback league, and he got me negative twelve points. Um, I don't want to talk about no. Kirk Cousins right now at all. I don't even want to look at him. I don't want to think <laughs> about him. I traded away DJ Shark for Kirk Cousins. And oh no! Yeah, but Shark isn't. I, Dude, I, there's some I was, concerns there with Shark. My man. only quarterback was Minshew in that league. I needed somebody, and I've been looking for months to try to get a second quarterback, and nothing. I had to take what I the opportunity. So, uh, so just to be clear, though, now, this is a two QB, not a super it, flex. It, it is a super flex league. Yes, it is. I should have said that, but I just. Oh I started a quarterback. I started a run, um, a wide receiver. I, I probably was Chark would have been the, like the count who, who I started in the super flex spot, and I lost by like three points. Mm-hmm. I lost by three points, man. And I don't. So you freaked out after one week, right? Because I needed it. I'm not going to go in the two quarterback league. This was an orphan I took over, and I just I needed that quarterback. And you know what? I don't care. He might have got me negative 12, but I still freaking won. It was the luck of having a second quarterback. I don't care how much he scores for me. Oh, man. You know, I'm actually uh, I'm actually uh, surprised in a league that Paul and I co-owned. We have one QB, and we're 2-0. and Ooh, I, And we are kicking their ass, aren't we? Aren't we, Rich? We, we kind of are. Like, I'm really surprised. Like, that was a team that – that was the one. So what they did was, is they did a uh, uh, what do you call the draft when you throw everybody back? Um, there was like five teams that the owners I, uh, this, quit oh on. Oh my goodness! I'm, I I know this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dispersal Disperse, draft. Yep. Dispersal mm-hmm. draft. So they did a dispersal draft, and along with the dispersal draft was the the draft picks each of them owned as well. And I had first or second pick. And I started picking. This is before I had asked because everyone else had a had a co co owner. I didn't. This was all about these this podologists, if you will. So I'm going, and I had already made up my mind that based on all the players there and how many were going to be going, I was going to load up on draft picks. So I did. I started like I took it was like the first one overall, I think, and I came back and got the fourth one overall and the seventh one or however it was. Just started draft and draft picks and then realized holy shit i had nobody <laughs> so i call paul up and i'm like yo this is what i've been doing i'd like you to to join me and help me i said i could use a little bit of, of help with this this is a little out of my element i've never done really a dynasty like this dispersal any of this stuff so 
he's like, dude, there's still quite a few players out there. He goes, I think we're going to be okay. He goes, yeah, I may have gotten a little heavy with the draft picks. He goes, but we can still do something with this. So we started drafting some young receivers and we got some good upside ones. I don't even remember which ones we got off the top of my head. I think Robbie Anderson was one. Um, Slayton may have been one. Slayton, Robbie Anderson, Harriman. Was Parker in that group too? I don't know if he was or not. Anyway, I said, was Parker in that group? I couldn't remember if he was or not. No, no, no. So, anyhow, no, sir, he was not. we get done, and, and Paul's the one that convinced me of this. When we went into the rookie draft, I wanted to grab, like, Herbert or Love or Hurst or any of these other ones. And Paul's like, no, we're going to stay the course. We're going to get running back. We, we've got a decent core of receivers. We need some other young ones. We're going to have ability to get them. We have enough draft picks. Let's make sure we get the running backs. Which running backs do you like? So we went back and forth on the running backs, the target, which ones we liked and whatnot. And we, we hit it hard. And then we did, we traded somewhere to get Gallup, I think. And um, we traded to get another rookie. I think we picked Lamb. No, we drafted Lamb. Didn't we draft Lamb? No, we drafted uh, Jerry. Judy. Judy. We drafted Judy. That's who was in her flex spot for a week. But anyway, we don't even have a second starting quarterback in this league. And somehow, we're putting up decent points against them all. I'm still trying to figure out how, I'll be honest. Although, we did hit. Isn't that the one we took Jonathan Taylor in? No, Clyde edwards Lair and... Man, I, you know, I sure I wish we had, Swift. you know, of course, hindsight being 2020, but I wish we had JT. But yeah, we have Swift, we have J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, uh, Jerry Judy, and then we also we did drop Jalen Hurts as well. So that's right, we did get Hurst. Hurts, Hurts, my bad. Hurst is the tight end. So anyway, and also you don't T. necessarily. Sorry. Oh, it was T. Higgins. That was the other one. So my point being is you don't necessarily need the quarterback for what it's worth. But I I, I don't hate the trade, though, Nug. It, it'll be fine. The Vikings just need to get the – it's the same problem that the Browns had. If they don't get that running game going and they don't use play action, uh-huh. the offense just sputters. It just doesn't work well. That said, it's a good coaching staff. Gary Kubiak will get him. Gary Kubiak made Matt Schaub look good. It's fine. Exactly. I, I'm there. not – He'll I'm not there. worried at all. I got the W this week. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's better than I got most of my But lives. what I did not get the so, W on was my hits and misses this week. I was just about to ask. What were, what were your hits you're, you're happy with? Um, You know, Chark did feel really good to uh, nail that and then trade him away as a, uh, a miss. I know he ha- did have the 80 yards, but there was no touchdowns there, so that pushed him out of the, the top 12. And the hit that I really liked – um, was the Cowboys Falcons, man. I just, Paul tried to get me off of them thinking it wasn't going to be as, uh, electric as I was, as I thought it was, but man, I was, I was sure about them and, um, they, they proved to be a shootout as I thought it was going to be. The one, the one miss though, that really that was tied in with them was Gallup and he just, he did nothing in that game. Out, out of all no, of those I don't know points, he did yeah. nothing. I thought for sure. I mean, shows how great of a wide receiver uh, Lamb is going to be and is. Um, but right. I, I, I really thought Gallup was going to have a lot more points. 
I feel you. What about you? Well, Rich? I I felt like I felt like I did okay this week. I felt like I was about fifty fifty. Um, some of the misses I had really were frustrating. Um, I thought it was interesting that we discussed the whole Joe Burrow plus one forty eight for one and a half TDs. I was pretty happy about hitting on that one. Um, James Robinson, honestly, I feel like that was a gimme. Uh, I know I listen to Sirius, and I know a couple of people are like, nope, nope, avoid him. I, He sure looks like a number one to me, man. I'm not saying he's like in Jonathan Taylor territory or anything like that. But the dudes, they're throwing to him. They're running it with him. He looks good when he runs the ball. I don't know. And that um, and that team's put up some points. They have. They have. Um, you know, boy did what he was supposed to do, but boy was I sweating that. I mean, the catches were there. You know, I said bet the over on the catches. You know, I lost. I missed on the A.J. Green one, but the guy had four catches on 13 targets. Right. So, it, you know, it's like, really, dude? Just don't drop one of the other nine. <laughs> Seriously. Don't. Don't. You're a Pro Bowl stud tight end. Just don't drop one more of the nine. Come on. Really. Um, you know, Watson, I, I, that Ravens defense, man, it's scary, you know. Uh, but, boy, did Logan Thomas let me down. I said avoid Gusecki. That was stupid. <laughs> and I tell you what, this is the last time I say anything about avoid McLaren. I, McLaurin. I had him last year. And the people were laughing at me because I kept putting him out there. I'm like, dude, he gets it done. with. They're scheming to stop him. He still gets it done. So what do I think this year? Why, why would I tell you to stay away from him? He's doing the same thing he's been doing, you know. Um, and, boy, was I wrong on the Cowboys getting out to a fast start. Paul, why didn't you warn me about that mess? Man, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't warn you about three fumbles in the first quarter, Rich. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> what a disaster that was to start with. And then when I thought when Dalton came in and Dak got knocked, I thought for sure he was concussed. I thought for sure we were going to see Andy Dalton the rest of the game. I sure did, too. Yeah, I was yelling some so, very really, bad words when that happened. I did. But, man, I freaking Dak Prescott with three rushing TDs, dude. Holy cow. I had him in every daily lineup I did, and I still didn't win all of them. But, yeah, that's boy, was he helpful. Yeah. That stinks. Well, I mean, it, it helped. When you have Paris Campbell and uh, – I can't remember who else I had. I had three, three players in there that either got hurt. I think there are three of them that got hurt. I'd have to go back. But it was one of those $1 contrarian ones. The, the, there was a Gen 1, uh, a league from some, some pod she listens to that's about um, – well, it's I, th- I think she heard about them through the whole new per- – um, No Mercy group. I could be wrong on that. Anyway, yeah, because Bob's lessons congratulated her. So anyway, she did a daily lineup week one and whooped all their asses and won like sixty bucks or something like that. Yeah, seventy bucks because it's like it's like five dollars winner take all. So she invited me this time and I I laid an egg. I was in out of fourteen teams going into Monday night. I was fourteenth. <laughs> That's how bad I did. But, I mean, I, I did make a comeback. I had some Monday night guys. But, yeah, that was terrible. So, I'll, I'll be looking forward to your DFS segment because I need help, Nugget. I mean, I felt like I did a pretty good job making some calls this week, but it it, it was useless. 
I'll uh, try to help you out as much as I can. All right. All right. So going to switch it up a little bit. And it's time – not switch it up a little bit, but I'm going out there, be a little funny, be able to have some fun. It's time for the ATB Inside Out. Let's go, Rich. Who you got? I love it. I love it. All right. So I'm just going to give you the four guys I got here for the week. Um, my quarterback, Goff, running back, Ingram, receiver, DK Metcalf, and tight end, Mo Ali Cox. Oh, I like that. Um, tell me a little bit about Goff. Um, as you know, I'm the residential Rams fan. like to hear why you have him in there. I just feel like it's a little bit of a tougher matchup for him. Um, let me pull up because I had pulled up some stats. And I was like, you know, that, that bodes – I, I am not going to be surprised if we see see a lot from Henderson like what we saw this past week from him, Henderson. Okay. If that makes any sense. No, not, I, um, how how he how he did well is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, he just he looked like a different running back than what we saw the last year. I mean, mm-hmm. he really did. Um, you know, with them traveling to Buffalo. And Buffalo being out, some of their their middle linebacker help, like Milano's out. The Bills have not really faced anybody tough yet, so don't get me wrong. I think this this game is going to be lower scoring than people think. Oh, I I just I think, think it is going to be a very lower scoring game. McVay is they're traveling back to back to the East Coast. I want to point that out. Right. I don't want to interrupt you, but right. that's very important. No, that was that was part of it. This is not this is not easy travel for them. It's going to be an early game, them going west coast to east coast, which for anybody that's traveled, it's a whole lot easier going east to west. Don't believe me, do it sometime. It the time change really messes with you when you come back this way. So it's tough. I think the Bills are still getting doubted, so I think they got a chip on their shoulder. That is a very solid defense. It's not like they've been they, – they have held their own on that defense, especially the back half. So I see this being a low-scoring game. I see it being kind of maybe run a little bit more. And I could be wrong with this nugget because, and let's face it, they lost two of their running backs. So, I mean, I know Malcolm Brown's going to be available this week. I don't know how comfortable I feel about a guy with a surgically repaired finger carrying the football all the time. Yeah, and um, as I much as I want to see uh, Akers on the field there as soon as possible, um, let the man heal. He just uh, – he has rib cartilage floating around. Like, come on, let, let the guy heal. We could uh, – I, I just – I'm more about preserving your future assets. That's that's important for me. No, I don't disagree, man. So, in all fairness, he wasn't – According to Fantasy Pro rankings, I, I kind of cheated there. So, Paul, who do you got in your your inside the top 12 that you think will be outside of it? All right, a quarterback I have, Mr. Big Ben Roethlisberger. Running back, the uh, – oh, my gosh. I messed up, boys. But I, I have – currently I have Todd Gurley. Wide receiver, I have Tyreek Hill. And then I tied in to have Darren Waller. 
I tell you what, I uh, I feel you on the uh, on the Waller pick there. Uh, do you want to? Uh, can you explain to me your logic on that one? All right. So I know that uh, we we saw a shootout here with uh, Seattle versus New England, and then Week One, New England went up against Miami. But on average, against tight ends, New England is only giving up three points per game to tight ends. You know, I know Darren Waller had a big Monday night against the Saints. I don't think anybody saw that coming. But New England doesn't really look like they're, they've are they lost uh, a step. I mean, you know, leave it to Bill Belichick and and uh, Josh McDowell to, to keep that train going. Um, you, you can never go against Bill Belichick, you know, just when you think you can outsmart him. You know, I, I don't think you can. I know that Seattle did just beat New England, but I don't think that was uh, – you know, Bill Belichick's fault, you know, still, I, I don't trust uh, Carr to go up to uh, New England and, and do what he did against New Orleans. So I need to clarify, guys. I was wondering why I was so confused here. I had the wrong list in the wrong spot, guys. Okay, well, what did you have? What did you think? Oh, you had your inside outside instead of your outside insider? Correct, correct. I'm sitting here okay. going – this seemed odd. Goff is going back to back, but I, because I'm looking at some of the other notes I had here. The Bills were soft on the back end. I'm looking at Ingram here. The Chiefs have been soft against the run, and I am I am not benching or doubting DK Metcalf against the Cowboys secondary right now. Sorry, Paul. Uh, <laughs> hey man, I, I don't blame you. And, and Moali Cox will look fine against the Jets. So so I really apologize. I, I'm 100 oh, no percent with you on Waller. Look, New England watched the same game we did this past weekend. What would you do? What does Bill Belichick do? Stop stop the number one weapon. Well, it sure appeared to me that they had no problem leaning on Waller, so so I'm with you. So, Nugget, get get us back on track here since I got us totally backwards. Who Who's in your inside-out top four here? Well, so who I have is I have Deshaun Watson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Julio Jones, and Hayden Hurst going to be outside of the top 20. No love for Hayden Hurst. I want to hear about this, bro. I mean, I was all about Hayden Hurst going this season. High-flying Falcons team. And have they disappointed about being a high-flying team at all? The Falcons, have they? No, no right? No, no. But you're telling me this – Tight end only has eight receptions and 110 yards on a team. That's what a, I think he uh, Matt Ryan has over 700 passing yards. I just. But what if I, what if I told you though that he's run the third most pass routes for any tight end in the league? Has he caught more than eight passes? I just, I mean, if if they're gonna, why haven't they used him yet? That's my biggest concern with him. Um. Well, I I think there's reason. I think there's a lot, and I'm not saying you're wrong for the week, but I think there is a plausible, logical reason. COVID. This isn't a normal year where the guys had time to be with the system. I mean, in my opinion, we're seeing the same thing with Brady. I'm still not worried about Brady. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember I remember saying to you guys a, a little while back that, you know, we joked that September's the new preseason. I said, be prepared for it to be September and October. Cause we don't even have the first four weeks like we did before. You know what I mean? So 
I feel you. And maybe maybe I'm just a Hearst loyalist because I, I have so many roster shares of them. No, again, Believe me. I don't necessarily think you're wrong. I am too. For, for this week. I'm just saying this week going up against a good Chicago Bears defense. Not not I, great, I but this week is what I'm just I'm off of him for this week. No, and I don't disagree. I'm just saying don't don't lose faith. You were sounding in my opinion, you were sounding really down that it just hasn't been there. And I'm I'm saying give it give it a couple more weeks, man, before we before we completely it. cut him out. Well, Luckily, I have him a lot yes. of best balls, and I can't do anything about it. So we'll see what happens. Well, I hope your best balls dominate then, because I have him, and I don't. He is. Pro, I looked on Fantasy Pros, and he is my most owned player. Oh, really? For rostering. Yep. Huh. Interesting. And I now I like Font. Don't get me wrong, because you've heard me say, you know, I I thought Font would be top five this year, but I, I. You know me, I like to diversify. I know how much I love the guy. Like, I love Sutton, and I have him in one league. Figure that out. Hurst, I think some of that was the value. You you know, earlier this year, I don't know, when when did you draft most of your best balls? On drafters within the last month and a half. Okay. So he was going quite a bit earlier in drafts than, say, when I was doing some BB10s back in June. Oh, oh, he was going deep in the beginning of drafts. Way late. Uh-huh. Right? I did a couple. I mean, you were mm-hmm, – About two and a half months ago, and he was uh, – you could snag him for free. Yeah, I was going to say, he was – you could let all the other tight ends go and then grab him. Exactly. I missed I, – those, those are some nice lineups that I have with those drafts. So – my apologies on getting it screwed up before, so I'll do it quick. The guys I have in that are going to be out, Breeze, Mixon, Hill, and I also had Waller. That's why I was curious to uh, to um, Paul's take, and, and Paul summed up really well. Yeah, I so, was like, and, Rich on Breeze this year? What is going on? I was looking. No, I <laughs> No, in fact, did I tell you guys I already dropped him after week one? I saw you tweet that. I was like, why is he in his inside out when he dropped him? I was so confused. Nope, you would be – you should have asked me, dude, What? this doesn't make sense. (laughs) Because I'm reading, I'm like, I don't remember saying Goff was going to have a bad week. And and so I really struggled through that. And I was like, oh, yeah, the Bills. And I'm like, wait a second. No, I was just dogging on them the other day. I was upset about that. So I looked at the other players – so I was looking at the other players, and I'm like, "Oh, that's why." <laughs> but no, I, um, I look, Breeze. Am I think about this? Breeze put up eight, 18 fantasy points, and that was a fairly high scoring game where they had to come back from. Yeah. And you got 18 points out of. It. I get there. I, I, I'm out. I'm out. Michael and Thomas what, has been I'm carrying so, Breeze. Yep, and I am so nervous for Mixon. So. Yes. Anyhow. Um, so let's let's do it up right now. Nugget, what is who's in your outside in? I, I'm getting them I'm all twisted. No, up. you're good. You're good. So I have uh, Gardner Minshew, Jarek McKinnon. I'm going back to the well, back to Michael Gallup, and Logan Thomas. So these are players you think are going to pop this week. I think they have a chance. They're outside the top 20 to make it inside the top 12. I really do. And one that I'm really confident in is Jarek McKinnon. Um, I know you're I supposed agree. to ask me, but I kind of want to dive deep into him. I just – Nope. Go for it. We saw what can happen with 
the hot hand of the week in a Sh- Kyle Shanahan offense. Well, you know what? Kyle Shanahan doesn't really have many choices. I mean, Mostert and Coleman are out from the last I heard. Is that still the case? I want to make sure I'm correct. So Mostert, yeah. So neither of them are listed officially as out yet, I believe. But the report today was Coleman has actually got a worse knee than Mostert does. God. And so he's going to be going on probably IR because they said he was for sure all of four weeks, which doesn't surprise me. I mean, Coleman's had some knee issues. I tell you what, what's alarming to me is, did you guys see the whole thing about them investigating the turf? I did not see that. I no. did not. Okay, so Kyle Shanahan voiced, voiced, voiced concerns, complaints at the press conference. He misspoke. And he did, in all fairness to him, he did say, I think, I think, but I could be wrong, but that they were the first ones to play on that surface. Now, it's my understanding that's the same surface that the Steelers-Giants played on the week before. But the players were complaining about it being sticky, I believe he said. Oh. Or I, I don't think he said slippery. I thought he said sticky. But anyway, they had a complaint with the turf, and the league was going to investigate it. And the unfortunate thing, and Shanahan mentioned this at the press conference, they have to play on the same turf this week against the Giants. That so, does make sense. Yeah. To kind of watch. Huh. Well, what about Which you, it just makes uh, me wonder. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. I was jumping to the next. You tell me what you're saying. I was just, I, I was just wondering then. I wonder if, if this played into Barkley's injury at all. It just makes me wonder if there were, you know, anyone else that, that played on that turf between the Steelers and Giants. Because, you know, Deontay Johnson's had had some um, problems during that game, after the game. Um, there was someone else for the Steelers. Well, Connor. Connor got hurt in that game, didn't he? He had an ankle, yes. He had missed yeah. the second half. Yes. Yeah, Connor got hurt in that game. So it just – it. I mean, I didn't hear about any of them complaining, but it just makes me wonder. No, I I get it. I get it for sure. Um, I know we already went over your uh, what is it? Yep, so out outside, outside. No, inside in. out. Yep. Yeah, inside out. Maybe. What about you, Paul? Who do you have that yeah, are going to be that are currently outside of the top twenty that you believe are going to be inside the top twelve? Uh, quarterback, I have Mr. Justin Herbert. He's currently ranked 25th. Uh, running back, I have Mr. Leonard Fournette, who he's ranked 25th. Wide receiver, Mr. Stephon Diggs, he's 22nd. And Kyle Rudolph is 32nd at tight end. So as much as I want to ask about Stephon Diggs going against my Rams, I'm more curious <laughs> about Leonard Fournette. And you think – I, I, I want to say he stole the job. I would say he had a long touchdown at the end of the game. That really didn't matter. That, I mean, uh, I mean, it mattered for the uh, Tampa Bay spread betters, but you think he stole the job from Rojo? I do. I think if, uh, if I remember correctly, Leonard Fournette had 10, only 10 total touches for over 100 yards and two TDs in week two. Um you know, as much as I like Rojo, I invested in Rojo in one league where I really needed running backs, and I thought it was his job to lose. But what we're seeing from from Leonard Fournette, just the fact that Bruce Arians was kind of even 
just uh, you know uh, singing Rojo's praises and then goes out and signs Leonard Fournette. I feel like the uh, writing's on the wall for Rojo, and the reason I'm pretty high on Fournette is again, even with the limited touches he had over 100 yards and two TDs, and we look at this Denver matchup, they're giving up 122 total yards on average to running backs. So I, I, I have a feeling this could kind of be the game here where we see um, Brady start to click a little bit more with 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 his receivers, and we, we kind of see Leonard Fournette maybe get the lion's share of the workload there in Tampa Bay. Well, I, I'd like to touch on that because I was watching that game. I don't know if you guys got to watch that game. I don't know what the – I don't know which markets were what this weekend, but uh, he did steal it. The reason Fournette was in there is because Rojo fumbled it. Mm. Rojo fumbled it. The next series, guess who was in there? Fournette. Fournette. Because yeah. they th- that it was getting irritating to start with because McCoy was in there for an entire drive when he scored that touchdown. I think it was McCoy. I think either that or he dropped a touchdown. Did he score a touchdown? No, McCoy didn't score a touchdown this Okay, weekend. then he dropped then he dropped one in the end zone. But he was I was like, why are we seeing so much McCoy? I mean, it was literally the whole series from the entire drive. Or I shouldn't say series, the entire drive. And you saw Fournette splashed in here or there, and he looked good every time he did. You could tell Brady Brady's got a little got himself a little bit of man crush on Leonard Fournette, let me tell you. You can see it in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh but when Rojo fumbled it. That's they just basically started handing it off to Fournette and let him do his thing. So uh, I can't lie. I am wanting so I have him in a league where guys were giving me grief when I drafted him in the fifth round. I so want to play him this week. I so want to play him. I I don't know. If I, I have can. him in one. I think he's a must play this week, man, personally, but I can see why you'd be hesitant to do so. Must play over Mixon and Chubb. Who over Mixon? Yes. Well, I mean, who who would you who would you be playing in your flex? Is the question. Or who are you um, playing in flex? James Robinson. Oh, let's see. And the Bengals are going up against uh, Philadelphia. Correct. Yep. Yeah. That great defensive Dang. line. Dang. I mean, I think they I... just suffered an injury, but. Uh, I, I'm with you guys. In all fairness, I'm, I'm I'm kind of on the fence because I read an article today where a guy he's been pretty on point with his running backs. He was on Mixon for this week. He goes, doesn't necessarily look like the best matchup, but this is Mixon. He's I'm telling he's going to go off this week. Then yeah. I read an article from someone that said, actually it was John Hanson. I was on the radio. He said he's off a of chub. If I remember wow. correctly, he put he put Chubb on the Skank Squad this week. I mean, really? that Washington yeah. defensive line is no joke. It is no yeah. joke. It's nasty, dude. In fact, he's of the opinion now you sell Chubb because Hunt's, Hunt's just putting up the better numbers. I I get no, that more efficient numbers. Yeah, I get that. But man, when you watch, if that's the case, I tell you what. If Cleveland decides to roll with Hunt, they'd be foolish to not trade Chubb to somebody. Please because... do. Those two are the two running back. That is the my most hated RBBC because I just I know both I know. of them could be top five wide receivers. So good. Or running backs in almost any freaking on almost any team. 
in any format. Yep. I mean, just Chubb is a better catcher than people receiver than people give him credit for. Hunt is a more powerful runner than people give him credit for. They, in all fairness, it does remind me of the Browns back in I think it was '86 when Mack and Biner were there and they both went for a thousand yards. That's I wouldn't be surprised at all to see that happen this year, man. I I agree. I agree. But for fantasy purposes, I'm with Nugget. I don't know what to do. Nobody wants to give you what Hunt or what Chubb is really valued at or what his real value is, I guess, in my opinion. He's, he's a mm-hmm. top five talent running back in a run-heavy offense. He's at, he, led, yeah. he almost led the league in rushing last year. But nobody's willing to – if you took his name off there and showed him the numbers, you would get more in trade value for him. So I, I struggle. I don't know. I mean, the reason I haven't freaked out is because, as you guys can tell, there's a little bit of depth I have at running back in that league for now anyway. Mm-hmm. Nugget, you were my first thought, too, was, was sit Nick's mixing, but I don't, I don't know if I really want to play Chubb against that Washington front seven. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a tough, um, tough decision right there. And who would want to get this? Go ahead. No, I was going to say after after seeing what Chubb was able to do last week against, you know, I know it's the Bengals, but after seeing what he was able to do, I, that kind of um, you know just reaffirmed, I guess, how how I think they can both coexist, coexist and both be productive. I think you're right. I mean, I just think you have to understand what you're getting from Chubb is true RB two mid to low end value with some extreme a high upside versus consistent uh-huh. high RB2. You know what I mean? You're going to get right. those <clears throat> 10 or 12 for 70-yard games. Right. And that's all you're going to get. You know, week one, when he got you five and a half points, you're going to have uh, to deal with yeah. those games, you know. But right, you are right. going to get weeks where you're going to get 20 points out of them. Mm-hmm. You know, Very the other thing I have is Hunt has looked better at the goal line. I don't know what Chubb's problem is at the goal line. <laughs> He's making me nervous, man. So uh, maybe it's the maybe it's the what? No, I was going to say he's he's got the versatility. You know, he's kind of like you said, he's a little bit more powerful than people give him credit for. But then he's also kind of got the finesse, the the, the quickness. He he has a knack for the end zone, man. Hunt really does. So. So, Paul, who is your goldmine game of the week this week? You know, I'm kind of contradicting myself just a bit, but I have, man, Monday Night Football, Chiefs versus Raisin, Ravens, not the Raisins, but the Ravens. Well, uh, we Patrick Mahomes the Ravens. versus the Baltimore Raisins. It kind of has a nice ring to it, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I, I uh, Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes. I, I know the Baltimore has that tough defense, but – it's hard to contain Patrick Mahomes and, and that offense, and I have a feeling that this could be one of those uh, another Monday Night Football like where we saw the uh, Chiefs versus the Rams back in 2018. One of those kind of games. Interesting. I think I know somebody that might no, disagree I... with that, but uh, that's uh, not uh, that's uh, not me. So what were you saying, Rich? That's not you. I think I know <laughs> who it might be, but I'm looking at the show sheet and cheating. So. Ask your question, Rich. We'll leave everybody on a little bit of tease. Well, I, I just think that 
So the line on that game is 53 and a half total points. To me, it seems like an odd bet. Um, if the Ravens win the game, and, and I think they're completely capable of doing so, it's going to be because they ran right at the Chiefs. Their, their game plan should just be keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. They have the ability to do so. So, much like I thought the Chiefs-Charger game last week was going to be a little more low, lower scoring than we thought and might see some power running or, you know, trying to run at him, I don't know how many touches Eckler got, but Kelly got enough done, at least for fantasy purposes. And I, I think Ingram, you know, Ingram was one of the guys I had that I thought would, that was outside the top uh, 20 that would be inside the top 12. I think I, I will not be surprised to see 100 yards from Ingram and a touchdown this week. So I'm, I'm very interested to watch that. It's going to be a fun Monday night game, but I, I, I would be betting the, the under in that game. I really would be. So, but Nugget, what, uh, what do you got for your goldmine game for the week? Don't laugh. Miami Dolphins versus Jacksonville Jaguars. I see it. Uh-huh. So he laughs. I see uh-huh. it. I can see it. Do you want to know why? Talk to us, DFSG. I, I, I want to know, know why. why I want to you wanna know I why. Wanna know why. Both of these quarterbacks have put up numbers these first two weeks. Yes, they have. Mm-hmm. I, I thought you were going to say both of them have sweet, sweet facial hair. Oh, they have amazing, amazing facial hair coming from the guy with the best beard in the world. <clears throat> Me. But what my thing is, I saw a Josh Allen who isn't – I mean, yes, he's improved over the last two years, but he's not some big throwing quarterback. He's not. Put up 400 yards against the Miami Dolphins. And you're telling me that mm-hmm. Minshew is not going to put up at least 300? Okay, that's one play. You have a quarterback that puts up 300, gets at least one touchdown. That's a decent play for the value you got Minshew at. Um, sure. Now let's go to Gusecki. He freaking absolutely wrecked the Bills last week, right? Oh, my God. And he was so, so not supposed to. But, yes, he absolutely destroyed them. You don't think he's going to do that to the Jacksonville Jaguars who cut everybody and their mom or got rid of everybody and their mom? And another player I really like is Isaiah Ford. Um, he had, was it eight targets or eight receptions? I don't have that number in front of me, but I just feel like um, – Jacksonville Jack, they're, they're, they, I know they let go of the big names and people saying, hey, they've been really clicking. With They don't have any big egos in the room. But still, a slot wide receiver on effect enough targets is going to eat. And I just feel like a lot in the game, there's potential for it. A gold mine. And so uh, that's, uh, that's kind of what it. I have. But the one I'm really excited, and you, again, stole this team from me, uh, Rich, what's your gold mine of the week? Oh, it's the Cowboys Seahawks for me, man. Um, and and I would you wouldn't have hurt my feelings if you would have said it or stole my thunder. So feel free next time. Seriously. No, I just want. Um, I knew Paul would laugh at me, so I wanted to get that out there. I said uh, that's fair. my team. <laughs> Which 
which, which will be hey, but I, I'm glad you picked it because when we cover some of the uh, the props here tonight, uh, I I'm interested in your take on some of these because this, in my opinion, these were a little tougher to call than what I thought they were last week. Some of my favorite ones, anyway. But uh, yeah, I I don't think anyone will be surprised to see the Cowboys Seahawks be a high scoring game. Um, I don't know if they're going to quote unquote let Russell keep cooking, but I. No offense, Paul. Your Cowboys defense has not really That's made trash. me nervous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying it. Just it's been it's been rough sledding form, and that Cowboys offense also isn't getting slowed down very easily. And I know, I know the Seahawks. You know, they were all about Mr. Adams last week. I don't know if you guys. I'm sure you guys watched it Sunday night, but they were just all about some Adams and how much better. You know, as the game goes on, whatever. I get all that, but – and the, the defense did step up when they needed to against New England. Don't get me wrong. But I think the, Cow- the Cowboys have one of the best offenses, in my opinion, in the league. You almost have to sell out to stop Zeke. And, and okay, to your point earlier, Nugget, Gallup was really a non-factor. But, boy, C.D. Lamb sure looked good. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. You pick your poison. Uh, you know, the Cowboys in offense, you pick your poison because I don't, I don't think it pays to sell out to stop Zeke right now. I don't. So I'm, I'm, I, I'm curious to watch that game. Oh, so, I mean, that's, uh, there's so many good games this week. Might I just add that in, but continue what you're saying. No, uh, really? See, I, I kind of felt like there were some really crappy games this week. What were some okay. of your other favorite ones? Well, big games for this schedule. I mean, Chiefs-Ravens. Huge. Yep. Cowboys Seahawks. Fair. Um, Rams Bills. As a Rams fan, it's a big game for me. I um, okay. And Patriots Raiders is a big game. We're going to see what the Raiders are about. Like, I'm not going to lie. I have a buddy that's a huge Raiders fan. I text him, like, they look damn good against this Saints defense who is a good defense. Not that they're just not a good defense this year. They're still a good defense. So um, I, I just I, – I really like the games this week. And I know Paul's laughing, but I think that uh, Miami uh, Jaguars game is going to be similar to the game we saw last Thursday where nobody was expecting it, and it turned out to be a, a good game. Mm-hmm. Interesting, man. You know, I, I do like Minshew a lot. I like the Jaguars. I, you know, I hope that they can build around Minshew. I'm, I'm curious. And, you know, I'm kind of hoping that you're right, Nug. I, I love a good Thursday night game. It kind of gets you uh, you ready for the weekend, kind of Friday's Eve. Gets you gets you pumped for, for some college football on uh, on Saturday and, of course, you know, the Sunday game. So, I hope you're right, honestly. I really do. Just because I, I do like Fitzpatrick and I do like Minshew. Yeah, so uh, I think uh, we're going to hit the landmines now, right? Yep. What do you got, Nugget? What's your landmine? So my uh, fantasy landmine is that 49ers-Giants game. I just – thank you. That's what – when I – there's no just – I mean, is Garoppolo going to start? is how is Devontae Freeman going to do with this new team? What is Deion Lewis going to do? Um, what is that defense um, of the 49ers? I know that was looked like it to be a tough matchup for Danny Dimes, but, I mean, is it actually going to be now? I just 
a lot of uh, question marks. I'm staying away from it unless it's DFS and Jarek McKinnon is extremely cheap, which I have not checked his price yet. Uh, totally fair. Um, what about you? Paul, what do you got for a landmine? Oh, me? Yeah. I for for me, it's the Jets Colts. I I assume the Colts are just going to want to run it at the Jets. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw much of the Colts Vikings game. It really, I mean, okay, as a Jonathan Taylor fan, it was fun to watch at parts, but it was not a very good game. I mean, it it was not a game where you were like. Man, this is awesome. It was one of those games you're like, ah, now what? Really? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. turnover, a bad play, a penalty. It just it just wasn't good. I think the Jets Colts are, I mean, is there a worse team in football than the New York Jets right now? No. No, not really. And have, have the Colts done anything to really impress us or look good in the last two weeks? Nope. Besides uh, J- so, uh, I. Yeah, except for Taylor, right? Yeah, so I'm out. I'm out on that game. I just be prepared. No Paris Campbell. I think Michael Pittman's still dinged up. No Jack Doyle. Phillip Rivers has really just – he's looked bad, in my opinion. But anyway, what do you got, Paul? What what says you for the landmine game of the week? I have a, the Washington football team versus the Cleveland Browns is my – as my landmine game, we Nugget, you mentioned it earlier that uh, that Washington front a defensive line man is just nasty, and you know, I'm not sure if Chubb or Kareem Hunt is going to be able to get much done there. And we saw if the run game's not going, we, we've seen what Baker Mayfield looks like when when uh, there's a little bit of pressure applied to him, and then of course with um, with the Washington football team and Dwayne Haskins, he hasn't shown us a whole lot and. With the, their running back by committee, I know Antonio Gibson got a touchdown last week, but there's just a lot of question marks there on, on their offensive line and and with Dwayne Haskins and as as good as Terry McLaurin looked last week, it's just it's not a game that I'm really investing in too much in. That's totally fair. Totally fair. So I got to ask you, Nugget, you got any golden nuggets for us this week for daily? Um, it's more of a preaching the same thing I went over last week because I really need to hammer this home. If you're not going to put in the work, you're not going to be successful. I'm going to say it again. If you're not going to put in the work, you're not going to be successful. I was only able to dedicate four hours, four and a half hours last week to doing research before I went into my lineups. And I could tell the difference between when I dedicated almost 10 last week. Um, you got to do that work. It's just, it's, there's professionals out there that are doing this. It's literally what they do for a living. Um, you got to compete with them. So you got to put some type of work in to get there and make some money. I, I noticed on my bankroll, how it did when I put it, how my week went when I put in more time than less. Um, one, uh, player that I am really high on this year, especially of his output last week. He was in the Rams offense is Higby. He is a little expensive this week. Um, coming in as the second highest ranked tight end, but we all saw what Gusecki did to the Buffalo 
um, secondary and linebackers. And I think, I mean, 80 yards and a touchdown for Higby is definitely not out of the realm, especially with how much we saw Goff use them. Um, again, I'm not going to say he's going to score three touchdowns again because, of course, that was awesome. But Unless you were playing against them and lost by five points to one of the biggest trash talkers in your league. Oh, I, oh I'm sorry about that. It's okay. But that's definitely one of the plays I really like because um, I know tight end can be a, definitely a big uh, a big game changer in DFS. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna. So let me. I'm just. I want to say it one more. I want to say it one more time. Put the time in. If you are going to be doing this, please put the time in. This is. This is your, this is your money. Just take a little extra time to be careful with those lineups. Now you can ask your question. Sorry about that, Rich. All right. I, that's right. Two questions, though. One, did you at least end up for the week this week? No. I had a tough, tough, tough week. Okay. I'm sorry to hear that. Ah, it's the game. Two. Two. Um, when you build your lineups, is there a particular position you start with, or do you start with, like, the highest value player you're going to use? Like, just curious, like, how do you start? Because I know you say you're like Higby, so is it pretty common for you to start the tight end? Or, like, if I want to go build some lineups and I'm going to start with Higby in there, it is, or are you just kind of – is it more something you feel? Well, the first thing I want to say is, are you talking about a cash lineup or a tournament lineup here? Fair question. Let's say cash. So, a cash lineup, it – really depends. I honestly look for those cheap plays first. Those players where um, Antonio Gibson was priced at $4,300 um, last week. And, Where's Henderson at this week? Um, Daryl Henderson. Let me pull it up right okay. now. He is at 5400 Okay, so a little higher price than what you really want for cheap. Well, I mean, when you're looking at Christian McCaffrey, he's at 9200 54 is really right. not a lot. I mean, he right. is – I mean, if you're looking at the 5,400 range, David Johnson going against Pitt, Pittsburgh is 5,400 as well. No, I don't want that. Exactly. So, um, I mean, that's not a terrible play at all there. I just – I mean, for right off the bat, um, what is somebody that stands out to me as a uh, low – Jeremy Kinnon. 4,900, under 5,000 for a running back is going to set you at an advantage because that gives with an upside with definitely with an upside, especially going against a not amazing New York Giants team. One, another thing, what happens when you get a, a running back like that under $5,000 is you're able to go with a top running back after that with ease and it kind of they kind of even each other out i mean if you um Minnesota sure has been terrible if you're if you like derrick henry this week who's the third ranked running back you can easily fit him in if you're going with somebody on lisa mckinn who's under five thousand dollars and not have to suffer too much in other places okay so you like to find the cheap bargains and kind of start there. i like to find in my cash lineups i like to find the cheap bargains where I know for a fact that, that there's a very, very good chance, depending on the price, if it's $4,000, I just want like five to six points from them. Sure. But if they're at 5000 I want at least 10 
Sure. And if I can get 10 points from them, and I feel very confident that McKinnon and Kyle Shanahan's sure. run-heavy offense can give me 10 points, I think that's a smash play for me. So if it was a GPP or a tournament, how would you go about doing it then? Same kind of concept or nah? Very similar, but I'm going for more of the contrarian, contrarian. play where not as many not as many people are going to be doing that. So um, I may consider I'm, – I'm, again, I'm not doing just one lineup. I'm doing multiple lineups with switching it up. I may, like, I may throw jo- Josh Jacobs – against New England Patriots was something I would not love doing. But if I'm wrong, it's really going to burn me. Sure. Um, and another play that I would uh, really like against um, on that Quantarian play is something along the lines of, mm, again, um, uh, Logan Thomas is somebody that sticks out again, especially because we saw – how often um, the Titans was used on the Thursday night game when they played Cleveland. So Logan Thomas, who has commanded a good amount of target share for his team, I would not mind taking a chance on a $3,700 tight end. Just if we compare that to Tyler Higby, who was at $5,900, what is that $2,200 difference? Yeah, huge. Um, That's huge when you're looking at – I mean, you throw – uh, Logan Thomas in there and Jared McKinnon, you're safe. You're going to have a great team throughout the rest. So that's uh, kind of just uh, what I have going on for just a little tips. I mean, again, the perfect time is put the time in on your own. You're going to be able to figure these things out. And it's uber important. So, I get you. I get you. What do you have today for your uh, richest ramblings? So, you know, I mentioned the the under that I would bet the under on fifty three and a half for the Chiefs Raisins. Um, you know, as far as looking at the prop bets, it's funny. This is something I found interesting. So, there's only four players that they're giving rushing yards to. Okay, between the two teams. What four players do you think it is? Clyde, Ingram, Lamar. Nope, I'm sorry, wrong game. Because I, I, the prop bets only work for Thursday. I wasn't clear about that. So the uh, only ones uh, I can uh. give you prop, I can give two lines on, you know, the Sunday games. But if you want any player props, um, which I think are a lot of fun, I think they, they help you for fantasy more than anything else. And, and there, here's a prime example, in my opinion. So there's four players between the two teams for Thursday night, that have rushing yard props. Who are they? Um, we're gonna. I'll say Minshew, Gaskins, uh, Robinson, and Lavisca Chenault. Close. You got three of the four. Robinson, Howard. Minshew, Fitzpatrick, and Gaskins. No Breda, no Howard. Fitzpatrick. What's Fitzpatrick's at? Uh, Fifteen and a half. Oh, oh, man. Now, none of these are, you know, all these are, are negative bets. So whether you take the over or under on, on all eight of these bets, it's minus 112. So you're betting 112 to win 100 bucks. So I'll be frank, though. I'll take Robinson on the 67 and a half. I'll take the over on that. 
in all fairness, the way Minshew and Fitzpatrick play, I wouldn't be surprised if either of them hit the over. I don't know if I'd be betting it. I probably What's would bet. What's Minshew's at? 17 and a half. I'm taking that all day. Right? I mean, I you got to figure he's good for 25 yards. Right? Uh, yeah. Fitzpatrick's 15 and a half, and then Gaskin's at 39 and a half. I think I'm taking that over. I mean, that one's probably I, I risky. Do, I do worry about Gaskins just because of what uh, the Jacksonville Jags did to Derrick Henry and how much they limited him. That's that's fair. That's fair. It just I think he's looked the best of of the backs they've used over there. Now the other ones I thought were kind of interesting. Where let me see if I can find it here. Or the receptions. So what I found interesting about this is the way they wrote some of these lines. I, I don't really care to make many of these bets. But one bet that I did find it very interesting was Devontae Parker's at four and a half. The over is minus 105. The under is minus 120. So what does that tell you they think about Parker this week? They have him very, very low. Right. They're thinking he's going to get four receptions or less. Or maybe not finish the game, I wonder. Meanwhile, Preston Williams, over three and a half catches, minus 124, under three and a half, plus 100. I think I'd take the three and a half over. I definitely would as well. Gusecki is three and a half. If you're willing to take the over, though, that's minus 167. You're betting 167 bucks to win 100 bucks in him getting four catches. Not very good odds there. What's no, the under? Say the under is plus 134, but I'm not betting on three catches or less on Gasecki for the week. There's no way he's doing that. Right, right. Uh, Chark, under three and a half, plus 138. Over three and a half, minus 175. Again, I'm with you, Nog. It's not real good odds. So I guess what I'm getting at here is they sure looks like Vegas thinks they're going to be spreading it all over, and which is pretty much what Jacksonville has done. None of these, none of they, I don't want to call them trap bets, but none of them really excite me in any way, shape, or form. I, I did like, the I really like Shark this week, though. Just gonna throw that out there. Oh, I'm just worried he's not gonna play. Okay, yeah, of course, if he doesn't play, that's a whole different story, but I really like him this week. Do you like him this week? So you're, you're confident on the four catches? Oh, I, if he plays, I, I'll bet that for sure. See, I'd, I'd almost rather take the odds on Keelan Coldis right now. It's also three and a half. I think he's a good shot at three and a half if Chark plays, and it's almost a shoe in if he doesn't. Yeah, what are those odds? Minus 122. For the over? Yep. Oh, smash. Right, right, because Chark's one, minus 175. I'd much rather take the Cole bet. Exactly. Yep, yep. But gives you an idea of how Vegas sees those two receivers, too. Pretty even, oh, it, just charts slightly mm-hmm. better, you know? What's uh, so. Chenault's uh, catches that over-under? Two and a half. Real interesting. Mm-hmm. Now the over is only paying minus 139. Yeah. Hmm. The ones you want to bet are all the unders, and I don't want to take the unders on any of these bets. Exactly. Even you Miles, just never know. No, you don't. Uh, pass completions. Oh, that was the other one. Passing yards was interesting. Who was it? Didn't didn't someone say Minshew was going to eat this week? 
That was me. Okay. So how many yards do you think he's good for this week? You said 300, didn't you? I, I could see 300. That's so, very possible. All right. So the over-under for Minshew is 262 and a half. That almost seems like a smash. Yeah, what are the odds on that? Minus 112. So, I mean, it's a 50-50 bet. Oh, man. Especially with what happened last week to the Bills. I said the Bills, what they did to Miami. It's hard not to, right? Part of the reason I like Chark so much is the Bills had eight plays of over 20-plus yards. So... Last week, uh, how much? Josh Allen threw for 417 yards, which was his new single-game record, personal best. On eight, he had 270, I think it was 72 of those yards on eight plays. I mean, that's just... I that's I was looking at that for the Rams game. I just I think the Miami Dolphins just give up big plays, and I think Shark uh, and Minshew are going to be able to do uh, take advantage of that. That's fair. That's totally fair. So uh, Nugget, I know you mentioned uh, earlier to me you had a uh, a trade that you were curious about, wanted to talk about. So mine is a little bit of a longer discussion, so we can kind of maybe start it. But my uh, so my very first article that I actually wrote for ATB was about a um, a rebuild, right? Yeah, I remember you telling us about that, and you totally blew up your team with the picks. Yeah, I'm two and zero in that league right now. I just beat the number one ranked guy, um, and I have been kicking ass. I'm in first place with the most points scored. Well done. So, I'm a stuck. I have a. I'm in. A, I have a predicament right now. I have three first rounders, two second rounders, and three third rounders in the 2021 draft. Okay. So in theory, I have what is that? Eight Nine. picks in the the top 36. Right. I'm. I. My team is. Good. It's been doing well. I've got lucky on some quarterback play. I've had Minshew do well for me. Um, I'm just stuck on what am I? What should I be turning those three twenty-one first in? And I, I really hope they don't listen. So I'm gonna talk a little bit down on them on a league that they're just not. I don't want to say they're not as active. They're not as active. When are you to approach the team where you know they're going to suck, but they don't see it yet? So I have never had luck trading with someone like, here's the deal. You're shitty, and you need my help, and here's some Well, not even my help. Here are some – your team needs a rebuild. I have three first. Let's make something to make that happen. Because you can see what I did with my four first rounders in 2020 okay, and what I enough. did to my team. But they won't see that. I had a guy that was like, well, ask me in six weeks. I'm like, dude, you started 0-2 and you have the lowest point total and you lost by 50 points both weeks. 
So I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm stuck on that. The, the thing is, though, is it's still early in the year. You're going to really struggle convincing someone that it's it's written off. Especially maybe I'm people. just more, yeah, maybe I'm just more like I have 10 teams. I, I'm, I have no problem identifying a team as well, you're, not good. You're, you're good at this. I mean, uh, that's. I'm not trying to talk down to on anyone or, or anything like that, but you're, you're good at this stuff. Right. And that's not, that's more rhetorical question. And, you know, I, I'm pretty confident Paul's the same way. I know I'm the same way. You can look at the rosters and teams and have a pretty good idea. That said, some of these rosters are going to change a lot. Now in the dynasty league, I get it. They don't really change as much. So it's a little different. But I'll be – I mean, I'll tell you right now, there's a couple of dynasty leagues I'm in that I'm really surprised that I, I, I've i turned some things around for as bad as it started in the first two weeks, just as far as how I, how I look for the next week or two anyway. So I think it's going to be a tough, a tough road to haul trying to – unless you know someone in your league who is, who is a Debbie Downer and panics. If you know who that is in your league and maybe they're not even, and you realize that they're not that bad, but maybe they think they're that bad. That's probably who you want to target. Otherwise I, mm-hmm. I think you are going to be in a bind that you're going to have to at least give it another two weeks. Find yeah. that team. That's one in one in three. Oh, and four. I don't, I don't think you're going to find enough people that believe at Oh, and two, they really have a problem. That's true. I mean, there is one guy that I, um, he just, I play him this week as well. And he's like, I don't want to give you my guys to beat me. No, so right, I'm, right. There's that too. I have those three first that are just burning a hole in my pocket. And I want to, I want to burn them. I, I, I know well, that. Figure out some of the players you want to target, man, and send out similar offers to three or four of them. I've yeah I I have I've been doing that. Have you been doing that? Um, yeah, I've been sending out offers. I don't know if people. Are, I haven't been getting a lot of responses, man. I, I I'm I'm hey, the I'm active with you. guy in the trade. I'm with you. I sent I... out four on Friday night, five counting the one with my wife. She's like, oh, I saw it. I'll take a look at it. And we ended up doing a trade, which, oh, rough, but. <laughs> The other four I sent out, one person responded just with a decline, which is fine. I, you know, I wasn't sure if they're interested. They, they may not be, and I can try them again, but they at least looked at it declined. The other ones I canceled right before the game started on Sunday because I have a policy. I'm not going to leave them open during game time. So, yeah. well, because things change so much. You know, you know what I, I, mean? I, I mean, you have a trade out there for Barkley, and he gets hurt, and somebody smashes accept that. Right, it, right. It sucks. It sucks, right. Yeah. I get you know, it. or or all of a sudden your guy starts popping and you realize people are going to pay more for him. You, you know what I mean? In any number of mm-hmm. scenarios. So what I was getting at is don't get too discouraged about that. That That's what I'm fine with these home leagues. In these other dynasty leagues that I've done with, with other people we've met on Twitter and stuff like that, they're, they're way more active. And, and sending out multiple offers that are very similar to multiple teams seems to go. I was just going to say, I'd start there and see if you can get any of them. And hey, man, 
if people get annoyed, like Jen's like, I don't want to talk to you about, or it wasn't Jen. Cause Jen's Jen was worried. She was going to annoy Stanley. She's like, I don't want to call me like, Oh my God, why is she calling me about a trade? Meanwhile, I've got a buddy. He's like, dude, every time I tell him no, then he wants to call. I said, because he's one of those guys in the league that is active, wants to get it done. I said, just tell him the players. If, if there's a particular player he wants that you don't want to move, just tell him you're not interested and move on. But sometimes it takes a phone call or a text message or an email or something like that, just to get someone to talk, you know, it mm-hmm. sounds like you're getting them to talk. I wouldn't get a, I just wouldn't be either. You're going to end up overpaying for somebody, or you're going to have to find somebody that's active that you don't mind dumping some first rounds picks to, to get a player you want. Yeah. You know, exactly. That's what I got to figure out. And I know you had a couple of trade questions that you wanted to bring up, uh, hit us with it. Or was it Paul? It was it was me. Um, I uh, I made a trade, you know, prior to us hopping on the pod. I'm curious to see what you guys think. I traded Russell Gage and a 2021 second for running back James Robinson of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I was curious what you guys think. And the reason I did that is because I I was comfortable with the depth that by at my wide receiver I have DJ Chark, Michael Gallup. Corey Davis, Hollywood Brown, and uh, at running back, I only had Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, and Zach Moss. So I'm just curious, what do you guys think of that? Did I was that a bit of an overpay, or how do y'all feel about say, that? Say the parameters again, James Robinson for who and which round pick? Russell Gage and a 2021 second round pick. Um. No, I don't. I don't think you overpaid. I would rather have kept Gage because I feel like he's climbing, so his value is going to go up. But I'm mm-hmm. of the opinion Robinson is in that low RB one, RB two area, and I say that because of volume. I get it's not the most prolific offense, but how many running backs are getting the percentage of touches that he does in any backfield? There's only a handful. So there's only a handful that get the volume. And in all fairness, he's looked decent with the volume. I mean, I'm not going to put him with Zeke or Barkley or Taylor, but I'd put him ahead of Gordon, you know. Um, yeah. You know, like we were talking earlier, it, it's pretty much impossible for me to pull him out of my lineup right now. So I don't I don't think you necessarily overpaid. I would have rather I, – I would have loved to move Gallup for him, though, personally. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I just I think the uh Gallup big game Gallup is coming is coming sooner rather than later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Just because of his position on the team being the out, outside wide receiver and everything. I got you. What are your thoughts, Nugget? I'm curious your but, thoughts. Uh, I um I am leaving towards the running back over wide receiver side of this trade just because we know we know the volume is going to be there for Robinson and uh, I I'm 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 uh, in because I can't think of how long Russell Gage has been in the league and hasn't done anything this, this he hasn't done year. he hasn't done much in those time and he did do well last week and the week before but last week um Julio Jones did nothing you're telling me Julio Jones is going to do nothing every single week um, that's definitely going to command a lot of the targets, a lot of the the workload. 
So I, I, I'm, I, I agree with your, the trade. And I think that was a good move by you, Paul. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So this is his third year nugget. Um, I disagree slightly with you in that, you know, one, I believe that the two to three year thing is kind of a thing for, for receivers, but let me just go over his last eight games. Or actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games, his last nine games for you, as far as targets, catches and yards. And I get, you know, injuries are coming into play in some of this, but Julio is injured again, but he went uh, nine targets, seven catches, 58 yards, five for four and 23, four for two and 32, 10 for eight and 76, nine for five and 52, four for two and 17, six and five and 27, six and five and 49, 13, seven, 68. For a second year receiver halfway through the year, he was getting a fair amount of targets, man. Yeah, I just, I mean, this is, you tell me we've seen what happened with Ridley, who is we know is a great wide receiver. We've seen it play out this year. I just, uh, I, I can't see, I, I, I'd much rather take the high volume running back over. Oh, I agree. Sure. I agree. I don't disagree. I'm just saying I, Gage is something I, I, I think I would rather hold on to. I think I think his value is rising. Got I it. Mean, you, you know, even with Hurst out there, Gage was still getting a lot of targets. I mean, shit. 12 targets game one, nine targets game two. I mean, I get this. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's just, that's, I don't know. I'm a volume guy, so. So I saw one name on the sheet that I want to bring up before we get close to ending this episode. Joe Mixon. Yes. Question. I had a buddy who reached out to me. Shout out to you, Drew, if you listen to this. Um, he had a trade where it started with him talking about Amari Cooper for CH or JT. And then he was like, I was like, well, how are your receivers? Blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, I can just trade Mixon away. And then he goes, well, what if I just traded Amari Cooper and Joe Mixon for JT? Sorry, hiccup. Uh, JT and Tyler Lockett. And I was like, so in theory, you're saying that you're getting ready to trade away Joe Mixon for Tyler Lockett. And he said, yes. I wanted to see how you guys felt about that because I feel like <laughs> Joe Mixon's trade value has gone down way too much. How do you guys feel about that? You know, it's funny because I had a buddy reach out as well asking me what he should do about Mixon. And if, you know, because I said, well, you know, if you don't want him, start shopping him. He goes, well, you don't wait for a big game. I said, I personally don't. I haven't had any luck. You know, a big game comes and then someone bites because, oh, my God, now all of a sudden he's good. Like, I mm-hmm. just haven't. I just haven't had luck with that. I said, but, you know, based on what you were looking at teams, I said, I would try to move him for a receiver. And I was going back and forth with him as far as what receiver would it really be warranted. And Lockett was one of the names that we came up with, or I came up with. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, maybe his value has gone down low, but I tell you what, you got to be nervous after seeing the box score the last two weeks. And I'm not just referencing the lack of yards and, and touchdowns. Um, you know, to me, the 
the split of carries with Geo and and um, the split of snaps, it, it was alarming to me. Maybe Lockett is on the lower end because we're seeing so much greatness from DK. But I, I guess what receiver would you put it at, Nug? <sighs> that's, that's why I'm asking you guys. I was just – I was trying to find a wide receiver where – I felt it was fair, and the other team would feel it was fair as well. And I was really struggling with that. And because of, like, I wasn't – I didn't give the running backs credit as much as they should in fantasy leagues because of the scarcity until I really talked with Paul when we first initially met. So I'm like, well, now that I have that mindset, I have – a different value on running backs. Mm-hmm. So I think you should be giving a better wide receiver. And I don't see Tyler Lockett as a better wide receiver than I, – I, I would say Mixon and Tyler Lockett would put up very similar points each week. I do not feel that it's a fair trade because of the value and the scarcity of running backs. That's totally fair. And it's interesting you say that because Abe and I were going back and forth because I told him if he offered me Godwin and was asking for JT – I would laugh and scoff at the trade and thought I was being lowballed. Same. <clears throat> and, and a couple of people responded and said, oh, well, I think it's fair. And I said, I just, I wouldn't. I said, it's so hard. I said, at this point, you got to put JT in a top five running back tier. I said, if you want, I said, put him in the same tier as Zeke. You think that's a fair trade for Zeke? Well, I mean, it's not bad. I'm like, to me, it's, it, I said, you're asking for a wide receiver. A wide receiver one is not equal to an RB one. They're not. Nope. I'll trade an RB two for a wide receiver one. I think that's more in the ballpark. Depending on the back team, all that. But uh-huh, exactly. I, I think that's somewhere in the ballpark. Paul, what are your thoughts, man? You've been kind of quiet on this one. <clears throat> well, no, I mean, you know, I'm not just going to cut you, you off, should. which I was wanting to hear how you felt. I'm never going to do that. So m- maybe one day, Rich, when I, when I, uh, when I mustered the courage to do that, oh. but Nug, um, you know, I would, uh, you know, I'd hold Mixon, man. I, uh, oh, I, I think I that him. Cincinnati Bengals is going to be is, is on the up and up, you know, we're starting to see Joe, Joe Burrow. I know it's some, we've seen some garbage time points here, but you know, you even heard him say that, said it himself that we're going to figure this thing out and we saw last year at the end of the season the last eight games when Zach Taylor you know they switched offensive coordinators they started to uh run a a, a better offense call, calling better plays we saw what Mixon was able to do and now they've got a better better quarterback they've got a better offensive line and a healthy AJ Green and I just think Mixon's too good to to quit on him this early however to answer your question if I were to trade away a Joe Mixon I would want like a, a, a DJ Moore, you know, an Amari Cooper. I might even do it for a, a CD Lamb and, uh, you know, like a James Robinson, something like that. But I, I'm actually trying to – I've been trying to acquire Mixon on a, a, you know, an attempt at a buy low here. But I just – I wouldn't part with Joe Mixon after these last couple of weeks just because uh, you look at the Browns offense, even with their, with their injuries, they still got a pretty nasty defensive line. And then you look at the uh, – the Los Angeles Chargers defense too, as well. I mean, 
they've got a pretty that's pretty true. stout defense as that's well. Very true. I'm not really ready to, to part with the mission at all, man. That's very true. You sold me, Paul. You sold me. <laughs> oh, that's very true. Well, gentlemen, it's been fun. Uh, I hope we help some of you folks out there tonight. Um, you know, I apologize for getting the whole inside out, outside in thing kind of screwed up. I, I was really dumbfounded when I looked at golf and I was really kind of scrambling, trying to find reasons and trying to find notes on that stuff. And so my apologies, but, uh, I'll stand by my statement. I think Ingram, Ingram runs, runs well. I'm curious to see this Monday night game. I hope Nugget and Paul call me up and give me shit about that. Cause it ends up being a high scoring shootout, but, uh, you got any other thoughts to add Paul or Nugget? I don't have anything on my end. Not that I can think of, man. I think uh, I think we covered it. I will say, um, if you're looking for a Monday Monday miracle play, I know this is coming out on Thursday, but keep an eye on uh, on McCole Hardman. Maybe he's on the waiver wire. If you're in a redraft league, or maybe you're you're kind of scrambling here. I know bye weeks haven't started, but if you're looking for that for that hammer play, maybe in a flex or in a multi flex league. Keep an eye on McCole Hardman because I know Sammy Watkins was dealing with some things after this week. So, mm. again, if you're looking for a Monday Night Miracle play, I could see McCole Hardman maybe uh, may, maybe being able to help you out with that. Good call. All right, gentlemen. Have a wonderful night. You can be sure to follow us on Twitter at ATB underscore fantasy show, all spelled out. Our good buddy Paul underscore Ryan 15. Of course, Nuggy underscore Wuggy with the G-G-I-E. I can be found at Bodacious Beer. Y'all have a wonderful night. Good luck this week. Week three. Here we go. Let's get Come it. Come on, guys. We out. Uh, Rich? Yes. Rich? Yes. Um, I have some time this week if you want me to edit and post the podcast. Oh, do you? Yeah. Do you need some help? Um. What time is it right now? It's 10 o'clock here. Oh, it's quarter to 12. Yeah, when were you thinking? Um, I could do it in the morning. Oh, bright you, can early. Do it, you can do it that fast? That would be a huge help then. Because otherwise, yeah. the earliest I could get to it would be tomorrow night. No, no, no. Yeah, I can. I can. I mean, I can take. I've usually, I have some time on Thursday mornings. It's usually a slow slow day for me so i can even just like take over i don't feel like i'm doing anything so do you want me to just like kind of take over those responsibilities if you want i mean i have some fun with it too but i'm i'm all game to hear your your touch dude seriously let's well, let's i'm let's gonna kind let's we gone